1: But uh, welcome in everybody. It is Tuesday morning, and I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as typically always, but from a new location, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you doing? Uh, how's the Central Time Zone treating you? I- I'm doing
2: good. It, between you know the, I think we've got just about everything covered. I'm usually in Eastern. Now I'm in Central. You're in Pacific, um, and Broncos countries and mountains. So, and half our half our audience on Broncos for Breakfast is overseas. So I was going to say know, it's it's an international. It's definitely not a location, but a state of being.
1: Yeah, 100% and welcome in, everybody. Good morning to you. We got Ethan across the pond saying good afternoon, Jensen, Broncos country. Got our guy Bradley saying good morning, Broncos country. That report doesn't give any news. However, I think tomorrow's the day we get their coach. Who knows? Boom from Diamond Rattler. Let's go. We got Jeremy in the house saying morning, boys. In my opinion, it's back to 1A and 1B. Good either way. If it's 1A, keep an eye out on the Tanner estranged. Uh, The passing coordinator who just left Detroit, maybe our next offensive coordinator. Yep, uh, shout out to Zan. Uh, Don't know who Zan really is on Twitter, but we talk a lot. And uh, he's got some good insight on the uh, coaching connections. Does a lot of work on that side of things. And he brought that up yesterday on Twitter. I saw Kevin Gray. Good morning, Broncos country and Nick and Scott. Let's have a good day. Yeah, you have a great day, Kevin. We appreciate you Mm -hmm. coming in. Jetty Splash. Good morning to you. Got Jan coming in. Jan Bergman's and good afternoon all the way.
2: That might Bergman. be Jan. You'll
1: have to you'll have to help us. Jan, no, Jan, Jan. Bergmans. well from the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah, it might be Jan. Well, either way, I have a uh, thanks for coming in. Netherlands is a beautiful country. Uh, stayed out and obviously visited Amsterdam. The Van Gogh Museum is. A, I'm not even a big art guy. That was a must for anybody heading out there. A lot of fun. Uh, definitely have to get back to Amsterdam at some point. Bruce coming in saying, Good morning, guys. I'm still crossing my fingers for Harbaugh. Been listening to MHH since back in the pre recorded days. <laughs> that's a ways. uh Broncos for Breakfast, is my favorite crew, though. Appreciate the work effort. Well, that's really nice of you to say. We appreciate you. Uh identifying yourself as an OG and also building our egos. We're here for we're not above uh compliments in here. So I'll keep throwing them our way. Bill Bruder, good to see you. We got uh Sunny Dave with the thumbs up and the coffee. Our guy Jay Roper in the house, Dave Glassman, God bless you, Dave. Aki. Dragon always coming in saying Broncos are about to make Russell Wilson a player coach. <laughs> he was a player coach last season. Aki, what are you talking about? It was or about, about to. Uh, Bama X. Good morning, Broncos country. Colin Wood says, "I uh, I say just hire somebody that can make Russ a viable quarterback again because that's our fastest way out of this morass." Morass. God, I think it's more ass. ass. Yeah, God, <laughs> definitely <laughs> more ass in here. The. <laughs> The question is, what is the fastest way uh, to make Russell Wilson a viable quarterback again? I mean, that's the that's the big question outside of who's going to be coaching the Broncos, right? There's different opinions and avenues that uh, could be shared. And also, I think the quarterback himself has a different opinion uh, or at least had a different opinion than what a lot of other people in the football uh, believed. So that's a uh, that's the what is it? Half a billion dollar question there, Colin. (laughs) Yeah,
2: at least a quarter billion. Yeah, somewhere in there in that neighborhood. But um, yeah, Russell Wilson, again, he's not, he may not be who he was, but he certainly isn't the guy we saw last year. I've said Mm -hmm. that a zillion times Seattle Seahawks fans that want to come in and and do a, you know, stomping on your grave, say stuff, you know, like, well, what have you expected? He's been in the decline, not this decline. The the worst Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson we saw in Seattle would have been levels above what we saw last year. Get back to the worst Russell Wilson in Seattle. And you're a playoff team.
1: Yeah. <sighs> yep. Uh, hopefully we see that guy uh, this year, but we'll see. We got I Steve Kennedy. <laughs> he came in uh, yesterday morning to say hello when you weren't here. So I think oh, Steve's good. actually here for, here for me, not you, Scott. That's what I'm taking it away makes from sense this. to
2: meet Tomorrow's his birthday. So happy oh. early
1: birthday on Groundhog Day. Happy birthday, Steve. We appreciate you coming in. We got Alex Salazar. What's up? Michaela, always appreciate our mile high huddle ladies saying Good morning. Uh, also got CC in the house saying morning, all awesome to see you. <laughs> Bobby coming in and the big, big coach will be the water boy. Well, your name is Bobby. So you might know something there. Uh, Chris Christoph coming in here saying morning, Ernie Mays, Ernie. We're going to talk about the draft today. So it's not only Broncos, but uh, it will be a little bit of both Keith Bergman. Good to see you. favorite way to start the morning, the coffee and uh, Broncos for breakfast. We appreciate that. Eric Figueroa. Good to see a Facebook user coming in saying, yo, <laughs> not sure who this is, but uh, maybe it's Kayleon. Uh, we'll see. We got Chase coming in saying, relax, man. Oh, is Roger's coming? (laughs) Everybody relax. Andre, good morning, guys. Andre, shout out to Andre. He came in and dropped the super yesterday when I was riding solo, so appreciate him. And Ethan came in with a big closing one as well. So you guys love me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, He says, am I the only one who thinks we're being taken for a ride? Also, go Chelsea. What do you think? Uh, Broncos country being taken for a ride right now.
2: I don't know. Again, it's hard to, until you get to the destination, you don't know if you were just being spun around or not. You know, this could mm-hmm. just be negotiating. Yeah. That's, what's taking so long. You know, when you're about to drop a hundred million dollars on a coach, somewhere in that neighborhood and you have, may have to give up draft picks to do it. There's some negotiating that goes along. They could have yeah. their guy all along. That's the, I think I typed out yesterday. I said, I'm not going to call this a clown show until I see them pull up to the coach's press conference and a little car and 10 guys jump out of it and, and, and make up and, and, faces. It feels like that because there's just speculation and that's all you have right now because it's radio silence coming out of dove valley now <clears throat> where i was the, the point i might have uh, that i wanted to make last night while i was listening so i can't listen to talk radio i was like i have to jump in i can't take it they're saying that nobody knows nobody knows nobody knows that's not true that i, I firmly believe that some of the insiders know exactly what is happening mm-hmm. but you don't burn a source for one story at all. I used to joke all the time when I talked to coaches, I'm like, listen, you may think I'm the lowest of the low, but trust my selfishness. There is not any one thing you could tell me that would be worth you not talking to me ever again. Because if you leak this, that's what's going to happen. So I'm I'm sure there are people that are that know what exactly what's going on outside of the Walton Penner group. But if they want to have a if they want to have a contact (laughs) in the front office, Next week, they better keep their mouth shut right now.
1: One of my concerns is that the Walter Penner, Walter Penner group doesn't know exactly what they're doing as well. It's a and concern. That's, yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's Because you have, I mean, all this information. We'll get into it, uh, no doubt. There's a rumors running amok, and I'll just pivot. I'll, I'll paint them as rumors. Some of the things I asked around to multiple sources, and I think other people have said it as, well as such. So I'll say it as fact. But then there's some rumors as well that we want to get into. Arthur Eugene saying, hey, guys, are you trading for Kyle Shanahan? That one's not happening, but uh, who knows uh, about some other candidates. Jess coming in saying Denver needs to end Kansas City. Tired of seeing them in the playoffs. You and me both, but I guess not the NFL. Uh, Peter saying good morning. Good to see you. We got Chris. Good morning, Broncos country. It is Kayleon, It's me. LOL. Good to see you. Um, more ass, a complicated or confused situation. Well, that's the new name of this show. The more ass podcast, because <laughs> um, that's what you get with Scott and I, <laughs> I appreciate you so much. Uh, Michael Ronquillo saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Kicking and us Peter, off with big
2: to... stars, Michael. So oh. preci- appreciate you breaking the ice on that, getting us going on Facebook. Thank
1: you, sir. Hell yeah, big stars. You, just like Michael, we appreciate you. Peter, you're going to have to let us know what you're talking about here on this On3Harbaugh report. Uh, but uh, And also there was Schefter yesterday on McAfee. I saw the big pause talking about the Broncos as well. I think Schefter and Rappaport kind of know what's going on there. Uh, but again, it's not confirmed that it's happening, so it's being hush- hushed right now. They're not saying... Uh, I can,
2: can't say, I'm, you know. Like, listen, we'll yeah. let you know so you're prepared when it's time. But you, mm-hmm. you, you can't say this. And they're professionals. Again, there's mm-hmm. not. They wouldn't burn a source just to be first on this story. It's not worth it.
1: It's mm-hmm. absolutely not worth it. Yep. And the House saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Hope you're uh, in Vegas, Scott. Scott's in Mobile, Alabama, uh, covering the Senior Bowl. Vegas was the Shrine Bowl, and uh, Shrine Bowl is. I hate that they're overlapping right now i don't know what's going on with that with those things but uh i
2: I could have gone uh they started practice they they did reports on friday and then on saturday and sunday i could have made it for two days of practice and then Mm -hmm. been back sunday night and drove down to mobile on monday i had some stuff come up over the weekend i wanted to do and as i was scrambling around monday morning trying to get everything that i want including my computer set up podcast stuff i rented a new video camera all this stuff I was like, thank God I didn't fly home from Vegas last night at like midnight because this is a lot of
1: work. (laughs) (laughs) It always is more than you'd think. Uh, Chris Mann, good morning from the UK. Hope today's uh, hoping today's the day our patience is rewarded. I don't know if it'll be today, but things are.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed
3: that's healing dot com slash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment, and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: We're one day closer, right? That's uh, that's for sure. Addison saying, Sup up, guys." Think the Broncos should go after. Hunt, if you're talking Kareem Hunt, Broncos have to do the obviously the due diligence on that incident where he uh, domestic assault. I mean, it's just is what it is. It happened years ago, uh, but still it is out there and it was an ugly incident. So uh, they'll have to do work on that. But the Broncos 100% need to bring in another running back this offseason, uh, maybe even two. Uh, considering where they're at the position right now, there's a possibility that Javante Williams doesn't even play next season. And, and uh, right now,
2: isn't he is is he the only one that would would be under contract? Latavius is on a one year, and Chase is going to get cut. Yeah, six million dead so or six like, million. You know, Beatty. You know, any of those guys were all practice squad types. Yeah. So you, you, the only con, the only player you really plan on having under contract come March 15th or whatnot. You know, when free agency opens, when the season opens. Right now, is Javante Williams. So. I would bring back
1: Latavius Murray, and I would go get another back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, they need to bring in at least one back, if not two. Uh, it's pretty crazy to say that right now, but it's the reality of the situation uh, where the Broncos are at the running back position. They're going to have to bring in somebody. But uh, news of the day, um, I guess yesterday, Ian Rappaport on uh, KOA uh, Sports Zoo, uh, as I pull up the quote here, uh, said that the Broncos, quote, are going after a – Gosh, where is it? Excuse me, guys. Great radio. Ian Rappaport. Denver does appear to be focused on a big, big candidate. So maybe there's that's taken a little bit more time, regardless of the head start. They had this offseason. So uh, what do you think? Scott, big, big candidate. The way they talk about that. He didn't say Harbaugh. He didn't say Sean Payton. It could be one of those two guys, but it does open the search a tad as well. It does. But, you know, I'm looking at
2: the names that people are putting in here. I'm like, those guys don't qualify for me. there's only two in here yeah there's only two in here that that have have been linked that would make sense it's Peyton or it's harbaugh Mm. and i would say Peyton is the bigger fish in the media world than Mm. than harbaugh is the big 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 candidate is sean payton that's that's who it is uh otherwise they're just it's puffery um you know bruce arians no you know guy's been out of it for a while retired older um you know, anybody else, the Shanahan stuff, the cower stuff. I'm like, guys, let's be serious here, please. We're talking about one, a guy who's seven years old, who hasn't coached in over a decade. And another one, we're talking a guy who hasn't been in the NFL in almost 20 years. Like, come on now, let's, let's, let's be serious about this. And those wouldn't qualify. Those would qualify as big, big reaches, not big, big candidates. As far as a big candidate is someone that, would just about every team in the in the world would want not okay this is who we had to go get because we didn't get anybody else that's not a big yeah. big candidate. that's a big big reach yeah uh, real quick on this before uh, I'm wanting to hit Keith before I forgot he says Scott what makes you choose a senior bowl of the Shrine Bowl um one is proximity I can drive here but that's that's not the main one the main one is the Shrine Bowl has significantly more NFL prospects than the Shrine Bowl did yeah, I say, say that backwards board? the Senior Bowl He's, has more than the Shrine Bowl uh, I think they had 80 guys, maybe 85 guys get drafted here. And last year, the Shrine Bowl had a record for the Shrine Bowl. I think it was like 35 to 40. So their record out. was half. So they're on the way up. So I was planning on going out there. As soon as I read that, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go out there for 40 drafted guys. I don't care if it's the sixth and seventh round. I'll get out there. It just, it didn't, logistically, it didn't work out for me this year.
1: Yeah, it's not a... Uh it used to be a pretty big discrepancy between the two. I mean, the Shrine Bowl used to be played on a couple of high school fields in Tampa, and now it's in Vegas and becoming a much more of a destination event. Again, I do. I do wish it didn't overlap uh, with the Senior Bowl as much as it does, just because it's information overload and scouts can't be two places at once, but uh, is what it is in that front. Also something just about Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl. We'll have a whole week to talk about it, but this might be the worst year for the Senior Bowl and Shrine Bowl. We're going to have in a bit uh, just because of the talent level and why, Yeah. Well, just because I think that these are going to become even bigger and more important events because of NIL Uh, players are going to stay in college longer. And we're still seeing the front end of that, where right now the you have guys coming back for a sixth, seventh season, especially with the uh, Rona year that a lot of these players have on top of it. But at some point, those guys are going to run out of their eligibility and guys are staying in longer because of the NIL money, that means more guys are going to be qualified uh, for the Mm -hmm. Senior Bowl, Shrine Bowl. I think we have a five-year or six-year low in terms of underclassmen entering the draft this season. Going to be more candidates for the Senior Bowl. Now, granted, you have guys like Tyree Wilson, Devon Weatherspoon, who were in the Senior Bowl, and now they're out because they're probably top 15 picks. That's probably always going to happen. I personally would love to see a guy come out there and compete for like one day, dominate practice, and be like, yep, I'm the dude see ya, you know, like Javon Kinlaw did, but what can you do? Uh, I don't fault those guys at all for making that decision.
2: I agree with you 100% now that you're can earn a living in college, playing a game that's generating billions of dollars for everybody else. uh, Stay, you know, and you you can stay and make your, and make your money. It's, it's a, it's a very good minor league development system. Um, And now you're, you're getting compensated for it Um, on the surface. Yeah, yeah, you're getting compensated on the surface for, but most most of the guys are. You know, and if you've got chances to play at that level, you're you're making some money on it. You know, you're not the 85th guy of 85 scholarships. So yeah. and even that guy can at least get here's the hundred dollar handshakes are are still yeah. pretty prevalent
1: there. Depends on where you go. Uh Gary Palmer coming in. God, God bless you, Gary. Uh coming in saying good morning. Nick and Scott in Broncos Country. So ready to move on, but we need a coach. Please, Greg, make your move. Hopefully it'll happen before the Super Bowl, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. So the big, big candidates here, Ian Rappaport, uh, mentioning that yesterday in an interview. And thank you again, Gary Godden $20 is incredible uh, <laughs> to come in and support us like that. So that's amazing. Um, we also have Todd saying, I'm not the only one. Uh, I'm not usually on during breakfast show. Hello, Jensen, Broncos country. Well, Todd, God bless you for coming in. Very, thank you. Very
2: busy in the evenings. Good to see you here in the morning.
1: Yeah. 100%. Morning's
2: Morning's got a little... He asked he real quick. I'm just sorry to interrupt. Nick says, do we have any coaching candidates left? Who have you lost? You know, like who really have you lost that you didn't turn around and say, um, thanks, but no thanks to Frank Wright? No, Dan Quinn, maybe. Yeah. You know, could you have gotten Dan Quinn if you wanted to? Probably, probably could have made that move. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is probably the only one I would think that you have lost, uh, of, of your top candidates. And if he was down the rung and you get somebody higher than him, you didn't lose him either. Yeah. So, again, there's a lot of. There's a lot of noise in a back in this vacuum. And when you boil down to what has actually happened, let's say this is my, uh, this is the first time I've been, I've been out of the country for two weeks, Nick catch me up on what's going on. Well, Frank Reich's been hired and well, that's it. Everybody else is still in play. Oh, okay. Thanks. Sounds good. looks like the Broncos can still get their
1: guy. My big concern with drawing this out as much as they did is the ability to build the staff around that head coach. Uh, I'm not teams too worried about it. honestly, I am. I these teams are interviewing guys left and right. And also I I can speak on this as well. A lot of the coaches that are currently on the staff are getting a little bit annoyed because they're still under contract, even though they know they a lot of them are dead men walking. They're behind on, on that as well. Uh, oh, but the you Bronco- know what they're
2: gonna be doing at the senior bowl? It's gonna be a job oh. fair. Yeah, 100%. It's gonna be a job fair. They're down so the here conference. building yeah. their own their their own staffs. I mean, yep. they're they're figuring it all out. They each one of these candidates has a pretty good idea of hey, if I get this, you come on with me. You know, they, they know, you know, now if you want to think, well, why are they at the senior ball? Are they falling behind? Eh, not so much. I'm not too worried. It's so much more important about getting the best candidate possible over the course. You don't want to go to March. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, if it goes to Valentine's day, so be it. it. It'd be, it'd be the getting the best guy is worth it.
1: I agree. I still am worried about building the staff, considering you have teams laying off a third of their coaching staff and they're filling their positions now. Once those positions are filled, those are guys that you can't even consider. So mm-hmm. you are behind the eight ball uh, in filling out that staff as well. And one of the big reasons that uh, Hackett failed last season was because of how poor his in- inexperienced his staff was around him. So um, it's a concern. I'm not saying it's the end, of, end all be all. Uh, but Was but that a I'm- timing thing or was that a I just don't know who I'm choosing thing? It was a cronyism thing more right. than anything. Right. But, uh, so you I, can, you can get the right guys. You, you still I, can. I just want them to have the, the pool available and the mm-hmm. pool is shrinking. Uh, Peter coming in saying, Scott, are you going to use the relaxed speech from Rogers about the coaching search? I have, no, I it, don't know the relaxed speech.
2: I, 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 didn't actually see it. Um. Mm-hmm. I just, I am, I do not jump to conclusions. Um, it's, I, if I liked school more, I should have been an attorney. I always leave myself, you know, I I don't, I always leave myself an out unless I'm absolutely positive and I'm not, we don't have enough information. I'm not going to be judge, jury, and executioner with the speculation that's going on until I know the facts, not on speculative. And right now, a lot of the speculation is being created by people who are paid to create, generate buzz, Mm -hmm. you know? So What's actually happening? Not much right now, at least that we can tell. So I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, for sure.
1: Relax. So so timeline, Uh, talking about the head coaching search and getting back to the big, big candidate. But first, Clinton Watson, $5 super sticker. Thank you so much, Clinton. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a good week. So the Broncos last week, uh, Penner and some of the Walton Penner group flew out to Ann Arbor uh, to meet with uh, Jim Harbaugh. Reportedly, they did not offer him officially a contract the two-parted ways. Now you have Adam Schefter saying yesterday he doesn't believe Harbaugh is a candidate anymore for the Broncos, but uh, didn't say that he's completely out. So that one is kind of still you know, being pulled back and forth. Could that be from Harbaugh's people trying to get a little bit more power or money? Who knows? Uh, could it be after signing day, which is coming up in just a little bit of time here? I'm not sure. Tomorrow. What, what, it's first tomorrow. Wednesday
2: in February. But the thing is... Um, just going through this a little bit, they, they, they opened up an early signing period, which I was always against in the past because the LOI is the most one-sided contract in sports. At least it used to be Mm -hmm. transfer portal has opened things up too much. Now I could get into all this another time if we want to someday just ask, but with the early signing period, the first Wednesday of February is now almost a a non-event. So we're looking at Michigan's class yesterday. It's like, okay, what about Harbaugh? They've got 23 guys signed and or enrolled already. Those guys are done. They might be waiting on a one or two. Nicholas Harbor is still out there, that 6'5", 240 pound track, 100 meter guy that's just a freak among freaks.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: I put up his video and I still get comments on him. I know Michigan is in on him. That's about it. And Nathaniel says, can't kids decommit? No, they're signed. That's what I mean. It's not commitments anymore. They have written down on the LOIs. They are signed. 23 of them already. You can only bring in a max of 25. There's way around that. I've seen classes as big as 38. That's changed to a certain extent. Michigan isn't one of those classes. That was an old SEC type of thing. Um, so 23 means they are maybe one or two guys and they are signed. Half of them are already enrolled. I think seven or eight of them are already enrolled. Third Mm -hmm. of them. So that's not really a thing.
1: Yeah, and SP, the Ned Master, coming in, holding a, looks like a massive fish uh, there. God, that's a monster. (laughs) I'm saying, I can't tell if it's a crappie. What's going on? Uh, I'm saying, uh, very fresh in here at Kennedy. So much bashing going around. So much speculation and God, just it's been a whirlwind of a coaching surge and I'm part of it. I you know fully, I'm here on the roller coaster. Um, The the
2: vacuum leads to negativity. You know, people start to panic. The phrase I've used before, whether you're, you know, you you ask somebody out and they don't even get back to you or your interview for a job or your kids trying out for a team and they don't even respond. That's bad. You know, you'd rather hear no than nothing. At least give me the courtesy to say no, thank you. Mm-hmm. nothing leads to wild speculation. Is she going to call? Is she going to call me back? Cause I, I've interviewed, are they going to call me back or, you know, what is this going to happen And your mind? Just starts going berserk. Nothing is bad. Well, it's a vacuum right now. And that's, that is where everybody's brains are going is all to the, all the worst possible scenarios, yeah. because there is nothing being spoken with any kind of certainty right now.
1: Well, some more certainty on this end. Uh the Broncos yesterday, I can, I, say this with pretty darn good certainty. Uh, Broncos yesterday reached out back, back out to D'Amico Ryan's camp as a uh, last minute plea uh, bargain to try to get him to come to Denver, visit Dove Valley uh, before Houston and consider Houston over Denver. It sounds like Denver was refuted uh, by Ryan's and his camp. Now you had reports later on that uh, D'Amico has not officially ruled out Denver. Could that be a negotiating ploy on the Houston side against Houston Lord only knows. Uh, but I do know that the Broncos ownership group made a strong overture, uh, towards D'Amico Ryan's in his camp yesterday. And it was a thanks, but no thanks, uh, return on that one. So the Broncos that, and that comes after flying out to Harbaugh yesterday. So Harbaugh still in limbo. Ryan's, I guess still in limbo, but less so I wouldn't be surprised if the Houston announcement comes today, Uh, but now today, (laughs) yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all. But now where does that leave us? Um, some information out there that, uh, Dan Quinn was interested in the Denver position, uh, but maybe a little bit felt spurned uh, by it because he obviously was secondary to Jim Harbaugh and D'Amico Ryan's Like, well, fine, I'm going to go to Dallas. He might be in line to be Dallas's next head coach with how they are propping up Mike McCarthy right now. Uh, but uh, I really don't know where that leaves the Broncos. Col- uh, you have Rappaport's report coming out on Sunday saying the Broncos have said thanks, but no thanks to Caldwell, Azura Evero, Raheem Morris, and David Shaw. That's that's everybody. <laughs> that's good news yeah, if you're a Broncos fan, right? Yeah. You're talking like, okay, everybody
2: feels like they're close to a big, big, big candidate. They've yeah. told half a dozen guys no, and I believe that. Um, you know, there's some, what you're talking about, I always mention cross-reference sources,
1: right? Yeah, and I did on that. Yeah. On that
2: one, when you're talking about that, you did. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So why did they do that? The Broncos source leaks out that he's been told no. Okay. Well, that gets back to D'Amico. Well, we haven't signed with Houston. I'd like to keep Denver as a possibility, so I can get a few more million on my contract out of Houston. I told you all that at the beginning of this search. The Broncos were going to be linked to everybody because they've got the deepest pockets. That's the way it works. It's like, well, I'll just go back to I'll talk to Denver then. Uh, You know, if you don't want to come up with another three million on my contract, uh, I'll go talk to Denver. So you don't want to rule them out. But when you're turning away guys. Doesn't it mean you're you're pretty close? You know, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. We've narrowed this down, and you ain't it. You know, we've narrowed this down. Of course, you know that said, we've tried out guys for our baseball teams, and it's just they weren't good enough. You know, unfortunately, didn't mean I had somebody else in mind. I just knew, hey, you weren't the right fit here. I don't, I don't think that's the case here. You know, you've got qualified
1: candidates that you've turned away. I think the Broncos. This is now. This is just me opinion. Now the Ryan stuff. I can say that with pretty damn good authority uh, that they made an overture again yesterday, and it was rebuffed on that Mm -hmm. one. So they really did like D'Amico Ryans. Ryans
2: is is going to Houston. There's, there's strings there. And like we've said before, rich is rich. Mm -hmm. You know, if he, how much, how much richer can you make the guy? And he's going to get a contract worth more money than he'll ever need. His kids will ever need in his entire life at any team, the NFL. I kind of say this about, you know, college football recruiting. So when you're recruiting a kid who's got family, that's never been to college. They don't care the difference between Iowa and Arizona State's education level. They don't care. That's higher than it's ever been ever in their wildest mm. dreams. If it's no. 8 million, 12 million, you know what? 8 million is more than I'll ever need. I'm going home. I'm, I'm going home to coach back at Houston where it, it's home to me. Yeah. So I said before, it's it's good that money isn't a factor, but it's not the only factor by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And you don't want it to be. You don't want it to be. If it is, you're getting the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, 100%. We got our Super starting to pile up. You guys are killing it today. Scott and I are going to have a little bit of a shorter show today because he's got work to do. We got to catch up on these Super saying, Andre F coming in $10 saying, what do you guys make of Ian Rappaport implying that maybe D'Amico Ryans was put off by a penner flying out uh, to meet Harbaugh? Well, I think Woody Page yesterday said D'Amico was their 1C candidate or something of that uh, nature. I think that... Going into it, they wanted Harbaugh and Peyton, one of those two. And I think they were freaking impressed uh, with D'Amico Ryans um, in the interview. Because after that interview, it came out about 24 hours later, like, he's our guy. Holy crap. Like, we love him. Maybe he is. uh, Was somewhat put off by it. I didn't hear that about D'Amico. I did hear that about about being put off about the flight. Didn't hear about it, D'Amico did hear that about Quinn. There is some interview, uh, some rumor out there on a message board in Michigan about uh, Harbaugh and all that stuff going on. Some people refuted it. Is it refuted or is it refuted like the hunting trip going on? Lord only knows it's, I'm not even going to make anything of that, but I think that there is some merit to Quinn being a little bit put off by the Harbaugh stuff and not being, you know, wooed as much. That's too bad. I I also think,
2: what what do I think of it? They're implying that D'Amico, D'Amico is coaching for another team. He's interviewing with multiple teams. Mm -hmm. I got to fill a job. I'm going to go and get the guys when I can. This may Mm -hmm. be the only time I could come out to get them. It's easily explainable away. I'm not too worried about that report.
1: I'm with you 100% on that one. I do think that there is some legs to Quinn's uh, relationship there. I also think there's some legs to how this ownership uh, group is handling this search right now and how much power has been cut from George Payton. And that might be an issue with Dan Quinn as well, because he has very much been tied to George Payton in the past. And that's something that's speculation on my end, but I wouldn't be surprised that that has a, at least is a variable in that equation. Deanna coming in, always a variable in our equation saying morning Deacon, Scott, and Nick. I'm thinking they are hiring Jim Hartbar or Sean Payton. I'm great with either go let Penner work his magic hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Broncos for breakfast. Those are the two left, right? I mean, out of all it's the like guys, a- those, those are the two left. It feels so, like it. Anything other
2: than those two is going to be a disappointment, Deanna. I, I, I believe. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard. It's hard to come away from where you've been right now. Where no, they haven't taken a job. No one else has been hired except for Frank Reich. You know, if it's not one of those two, I think Broncos Country is going to be a little disappointed. Yeah. And thank you very much. You never disappoint us. That's for sure. Especially, what time is it out there? Were we four hours behind? It's six a.m. Six a.m. in. Uh, in alaska so good morning and thank you very much
1: it probably depends on where in alaska given how big it is it's probably That's just multiple time zones it <laughs> uh, could be on new york time yeah i got who the lord <laughs> only knows rock chalk broncos coming in saying as much as i want a head coach and then i don't want the broncos to become desperate and give up too much in a trade with the saints and this is again me putting on my speculation hat uh coming in here but uh you say big big candidate. if the broncos are you know now in a position where it's like, okay hey, we might have to give up two first round picks to get uh Sean Payton, why not open up the search even more? You know, make some calls saying, hey, what would it take? And you got Thomas coming in here saying, might be crazy, but how about a trade for Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin? They both may want to change the scenery, and Penner has a large checkbook. If you're already in the market of two first-round picks for Sean Payton, heck, what's going on, Bill Belichick? What's going on, Mike Tomlin? What's going on, John Harbaugh? Uh, another one out there. That, uh, those are some big names. I don't think that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest. Uh, If the Broncos are uh, at least making those calls. Also, the fact that we know the Broncos have interviewed and been linked to Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh. Why the vagueness from Ian Rappaport saying they're going after a big, big candidate when it's he's not breaking news. You know, it's it's not we know it's Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton unless there is some other at least calls being made. I'm not buying it, dude.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever.
2: you know Tomlin to be my guy in a heartbeat um yeah, yeah he's he's still got how, how long does Belichick still have left left in the in the tank I don't know um uh, Tomlin I think he's uh, he could use maybe use a refresh and uh a new challenge uh Rock Chalk talking about you know giving up too much uh to the Saints that's part of this you're in a multi-tiered negotiation if you go after Sean Payton you have to you have to come to terms with Payton that may be the easy part we want you to come do this uh okay you can have personnel control here that that to me the personnel control would be the big deal with peyton not necessarily the the compensation or russell wilson or anything like that but how much control over player personnel you're going to have and then you've got to make a negotiation with the saints and you have to make the appearance that you're willing to walk away at any given time any given time so that's going to take that's going to take a little bit of time uh i would love for everybody here well to pick chelsea you know, to pick Chelsea. And, uh, but follow today is also transfer deadline day. This, they don't deal in draft picks they de- or players, they deal in cash. Chelsea's about to spend 120 million euros on a midfielder, which mm-hmm. is, you know, $150 million to buy out his contract. And the other team right now is saying no because they don't want it over four years. They want it all right now. It's mm-hmm. fun. And it's, it it's, you want to talk about the rumor mills and everything like that. It's exactly what this is. You have to come to terms with the player, the coach, the, and the, uh, the, the organization. So that's, that's where I am on this, that it's a complicated deal. If you're going after Peyton.
1: No doubt about that. Uh, Thomas saying my, uh, thank you Thomas so much for that. I, I, I think if you're already in the, let's say the saints are holding out for two ones for the likes of Sean Payton from Denver, I would be calling uh, these other teams as well just to see. I saw also Sean McVay tossed out here a bit. I'm more worried about the longevity of Sean right. McVay coaching than I am Bill Belichick at his age, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other ones that are big candidates, that would be interesting to me. I mean, why not make a call and say, I know it's definitely concerning and this doesn't always work out, but there's no harm and calling Lincoln Riley you know you love it at USC but uh what's going on down there in uh you know LA maybe uh, Denver would be interesting to you as well I can't think of any other college coaches other than Jim Harbaugh that would uh interest me that much maybe Ryan Day wants to get out of Ohio State considering he lo- plays incredible football and then loses one game a year and he's on the hot seat losing to Michigan but uh who knows and I love this too from Keith saying the hunting trip time correlated with the trip to see Harbaugh I find that hilarious they were hunting fair, coach hunting Yes. To be fair, I didn't hear that Rob Walton was on that trip to Ann Arbor, but rather his son-in-law, Greg Penner, and some of that group. But uh, yeah, uh, definitely hilarious. They're hunting, and they've been hunting. Uh, hopefully, they don't come out of this uh, hunting season starving, though. Uh, and also, we got Gary Hoover saying, yes, you're right. We will be disappointed, Scott. If
2: it's not Peyton or Harbaugh at this point, you know, because you haven't necessarily lost either one of them, and no one else is – When you're like I said, you're turning away qualified candidates, You're close, you're close on the guy you want, and if you end up reaching for some of these off the wall candidates and we're bringing back Jerry Rosberg, you missed, you missed badly. No offense to Jerry Rosberg, but you missed badly.
1: He was a fun story, and I enjoyed his press conferences, but uh, not really qualified to be a head coach. And if you're doing that, I mean, batting down the hatches, you know, get the tank brigade going. We're going for a quarterback in the 2024 draft, (laughs) in my opinion. That'd be the path, I honestly would recommend in that regard Uh, get them playing tough you know cut out the uh, the noise out there and uh, doesn't matter about the win losses we're gonna go cheap we're gonna try to get over the dead cap stuff and uh, set yourself up for a better run long term Noah 72 saying give me Sean Payton I am desperate at this point well hopefully the Broncos maybe that's part of maybe that's why it's taking so long Broncos aren't desperate they're playing the long game trying to wait out the Saints because every day that goes by there's less teams that are Interested in Sean Payton. The value goes down next offseason as well, because then it's only one year of uh, control left for the Saints contract. And Arizona started to ask for interviews with new candidates as well, making me think that Sean Payton in Arizona, maybe not happening, but uh, we'll see what happens there. That's just, again, we're trying to read tea leaves. The one thing I can say for sure is the Broncos did fly out and meet Harbaugh and uh, they did make a last ditch effort yesterday to bring in D'Amico over Houston. And they told
2: four of their 10, thanks, but no thanks. Yes. Yep. And and a couple of them have bowed out themselves, like Dan Quinn. So the yep. pool is shrinking, not expanding. Yet. 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 Again, uh, we'll... like I said, I'm not going to call it a clown show until I see that little car pull up.
1: Yeah. Um, Naj coming in 1999. God, you guys are killing it today. We really seriously appreciate it so much for everybody supporting us. You don't have to be like Naj or Ethan or Deanna coming in with the big supers to uh, you know be a part of the community, but God. It really helps us. It, it helps.
2: It. I, uh, I got a, I got a new camera sitting behind me over there. That big one right there. See that little camera right there behind me? That's the Man. one I shot with last year. That one next to it is the one I have this year. Uh, upgrade. And it, I'm getting upgrades to try and bring 4K video to, mm-hmm. uh, to y'all because of people like you. I've always promised, as I've done this for 20 years, uh, as we grow, I'll do my best to keep improving the product that we're delivering to you. And it's because of... Because of y'all, I'm 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 trying to deliver on that. We're
1: trying to deliver on that. Oh, don't speak for me. I peaked. i, I plateaued. I'm on downhill now. <laughs> <laughs> Naj though. Hey brother. still disgusted by the Chiefs getting the win in another Chiefs game with suspect officiating. Can't imagine giving up two firsts for Sean Payton. Think it's a hold up. My guess Rosberg is the backup plan. I don't think Rosberg's the backup plan. I don't know what the backup plan is. I think I think they're still holding out for Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> I really do. I think they might give him an offer they can't refuse. Um they met with him in Zoom. They've met with him in Ann Arbor. They have not met with him in Denver yet. That's we'll see what happens there, but maybe it's Sean Payton too. Maybe after everything that's happened here, it's like, okay, Quinn, we're sorry. We loved you. Please come to Denver. We'll give Payton more power. We'll give you more power. We need, we need you. Who knows? Um, but uh, we're going to get more information as the days go on. Fortunately, um a always- money guy coming
2: in to talk money. So Ethan yeah. coming in, coming in hot pink. And, uh, this is, I think it was string guy keeps quoting me. So it better be true. He comes in. He says, Scott keeps saying 60 to 70 million in available cap space. Well, this is how you get it. This is the easy part. Ethan comes in. Thank you, Ethan, the DWI guys over in London. He says, it looks like London outside my window right now. It's wet and foggy and about 60 degrees. He says, uh, great show, gents. Food for breakfast thought. Cutting these four players takes 30 million against the salary cap. Glasgow, Darby, Edmonds, and Martin. Denver already has 12 million in projected cap space without these cuts, they have plenty of flexibility plus 16 million just got added to the cap for everybody. Yeah. So when you have guys locked in, that contract might seem crazy now, but they're locked in while the cap keeps getting bigger. Your free agents are going to get more money. The new contracts are going to get more expensive. Mm-hmm. But when you have uh, the, these guys coming in again, it's going to be 60 to 70 million in available cap space by the time it's all said and done. Now you've got to get replacements for these players. But Glasgow, Darby, I'd bring Darby back on a lower contract, about half of what he's doing. Chase Edmonds, he was on seven, and Martin like six, somewhere in that neighborhood, off the top of my head. Depth players, um, they're not coming back on that money, but see what they you know see what they do. You might Melvin Gordon a couple of these guys.
1: Yeah, and also you have two big contracts in uh, Justin Simmons and Garrett Bowles that are easily renegotiated if you want to go down that path. Now you you tie yourself to the to them even more so financially in the future, but it can, you can do a cap maneuvering or an accounting maneuvering where you create cap now, and then you roll it over. So you're just having it available today, but if you don't use it, guess what? It's still effectively the same uh, moving forward. So it just gives you more, uh, more movement in the here and now, but uh, God talk about the money guy. Thank you so much. 50 pounds, Ethan. Uh, we appreciate you so much coming in here and supporting us. So final thing I want to talk about here before I give you the floor a little bit on this, Scott, the Broncos do reopen The search here uh, for new candidates, there are, I think, four, five candidates. I would, six candidates, I would keep in mind. I know the Broncos wanted to come in and uh, say that uh, they uh, wanted experience. Maybe they should have cast a wider net or even had like a one-hour Zoom call or two-hour Zoom call with a bunch of these guys, so that way they would not be on their first interview and already have permission to interview these players. I digress. Uh, You have the ones that probably are the most Outlandish right now, just given the timeline, uh, are the two Eagles coordinators and Shane Steichen and uh, Jonathan Gannon. I know that Gannon was considered the favorite for the Houston job, but now it's D'Amico, so maybe the Broncos circle back on Gannon. I know that he's considered a extremely uh, interesting CEO type. A lot of people really uh, respect him. I know that he's been an up-and-coming player for a bit. I don't know if you saw the press conference where Nick Sirianni pretty much like screamed almost at a uh, reporter on uh, for the Eagles radios talking about how, how great Jonathan Gannon is and how stupid they are. And like, he, we have 70 sacks this year. I don't give a flying hoot. If we play off coverage and blitz, you know, this isn't the buddy Ryan days we're being productive on the defensive side, just because fans and people like you want us to blitz doesn't mean that we have to, again, look at our production this year, first team ever to have a four separate players have 11 sacks in the same season on the same team. So, uh, John Gannon, Steichen, I would love them to bring in Ben Johnson. I know he said he's going back to Detroit, but I think he's a brilliant ascending offensive mind. Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator for the uh, Giants. Then you have both coordinators for the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and Brian Callahan and uh, Lou. I can't even begin to pronounce his last name. Big Lou, uh, we'll call him. I'll look up the pronunciation of his last name, but those are the six candidates right now that seem to be on the upper tier for the first-time coordinators that if the Broncos get rebuffed by everybody else, they can circle back around on,
2: or it could have been one of those guys all along. You know, we, you, you just don't know until it's done. Like I said, the longer this goes, either they've got their guy or it's a guy from one of these teams that we're still playing. That's mm-hmm. that's. Well, that's what history they- tells me. But my, here's my question on Callahan. You know, he said, thanks, but no thanks early in the process, but that could have just been a procedural almost saying, listen, I'm focused on this right now. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about head coaching. I'm not interviewing with this. If y'all are still here when I'm done with this, fine. Uh, so I wouldn't completely rule him out of the equation just yet, even though he already kind of took himself out of that. And, and there's some talks in here. No, Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere from Pittsburgh. So that was, uh, it's just, we're kind of joking. If you're going to, who would you go after if you were going to spend two draft picks anyway? Mike, Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, period. Um, you know, the consistency there is in, in the respect he gets from his players and around the league. Mm-hmm. Would love him to be the face
1: of my franchise. Yeah. And uh, Lou Lou Anna um the name to keep an eye on. I know that had to be just, a good Italian. Had to be, yeah, great name. Uh, I know he just got an interview with the uh, Cardinals as well. What he's done the last few seasons with a Bengals defense that is okay in talent, but great in their matchups and scheming. Uh, he's a problem solver and uh, definitely a unique player. The Bengals this season were the number one defense in the NFL in EPA given up in the second half. He's so good at the halftime adjustments um, for what he does. He can completely change the game script on that based on what he's seen. So uh, he's definitely somebody that I would keep an eye on as well. Again, that's not a big swing, but if the Broncos have to circle back around on these first-time candidates, those are the uh, the names I would keep an eye on. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I think jo- uh, Jonathan Gannon would be my number one, especially given the ties he has in that Philly organization and the Vikings organization, and it appears to be really well-liked in the league. So again, building that coaching staff around him, but you have to wait until February, what twelfth uh, to interview him. So, we'll be tough. And Jamie asks, is a
2: rule that you have to have a head coach by the draft? No, you you don't. You could have an interim head coach whenever you wanted to at that point. So, mm-hmm. you you don't have to. Um, you don't have to have one by the draft. That's that's general manager. You you'd like to have, excuse me, have him in place by then, but there's no rule. And one of the things, Nick, and you'll you'll we disagree on this a little bit. We agree, but we disagree. It's kind of you know is we need a guy in place because we need to know what kind of schemes we're going to be running and going towards this stuff. Well, in the draft, especially, man, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I'm not drafting for scheme. I'm not, I am I'm, I'm drafting for athletes. I'm drafting for players that are scheme independent. Now, can guys fit a little bit better in other schemes? Yes. We've heard me say it a zillion times. If my guys are scheme dependent, they're not good enough, you know, and, 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 I need some minimums or they, can they, you know, my, my lineman, can they, can they hold up at the point of attack? That's one. And then I'm going to rank them by mobility and, and attitude. I'm going to work my way down the board and I'm drafting on that order. I don't care what my scheme is when I'm looking at those players. When I'm looking at running backs, can he catch the ball, block, break tackles? How fast is he? The scheme doesn't matter for me. Wide receivers. Can they catch? Can they block? Can they run routes? I don't care about the scheme. I want the guys in this specific order. So I'm not overly worried. It's going to happen before then. Y'all don't worry about it. There's plenty of time to figure out schemes and players that fit the schemes. Now on the, on the flip side of that though, I think it matters more in free agency, Nick. I think it matters more in free agency where you're going out to get a veteran that you want to plug in right away. I'm looking for tools and talents in the draft. I'm looking for immediate contributors in free agency.
1: I will disagree just a tad about the draft process and we go back and forth on this one a little bit. Just because you want the best players, that's true. I think it becomes increasingly less so the further you get from the first pick in the draft because these players become very niche in what their skill set is. The further you get down the draft, these teams have a lot of these teams, how many players get drafted every single year? Uh 200 something.
2: 72 what was Brock Purdy? 256, 256, whatever. There's a sign
1: on there or something, but 250 something. A lot of teams' boards are only 150 players, so mm-hmm. they have smaller boards than even players that are drafted because they rule out a lot of players because of personality uh, and c- character, but also because of the scheme fit. If you have a guy, round five, that is purely a press guy and you're living in off coverage, he might be a good player. We've done the scouting on him. We probably are going to
2: consider Why is he purely a press guy? Because he doesn't flip his hips and run fast enough. Okay? Yes. That's why he's off my board. So yes. when I get down into the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds, I'm looking for traits. I'm looking for the guy that could, that has a, a Superman trait, but doesn't have a lot of other things that maybe I can develop. Um, you know, maybe he's super fast and you know, but he's just hasn't been a very good football player. Okay, well, I'll, I'll try that. Or he's got the frame and the footwork. Let's say Matt. Well, go. He probably went a little bit higher than that, but he was a Fourth offensive round. lineman who's mm-hmm. super tall and lean. You know, maybe I can develop him. So you're looking for traits along that physicality scale can't fit into your scheme anyway because they're probably not good enough to play. That's why they're so far down the board. Anyhow, anyway, yeah, uh, good, good talk. But for, for free agents, I, I would say it, it makes a much bigger difference for schemes. Um, but I'm looking yeah. for, I'm looking for mentality and athleticism out of the draft, man. And character work ethic, you know, that, Yeah, that, and that's mentality. That, that, counts, in yeah, 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 that, that sure. counts in there for mentality. I'll just roll that, roll yeah. that all up in there.
1: Mark Schrader, $20, God bless, nothing to say on this one, but we saw you saying good morning. Hope you're doing well down there in Katy, Texas, Mark. We appreciate you. I think it's f- freezing cold down there. Scott, is it freezing in M- Mobile right now? I know you're so No, far it's, it's
2: foggy. It's about 60, 65 oh, degrees and partial rain. You're So good. I got to go. I, the one thing I forgot was my umbrella.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you probably pick one up if I'll you go had you. One on the way to. Yeah. The, I'll go get one on the way there too. See, uh, this is for me sitting home in my, you know, underneath a blanket here with my warm coffee and whatnot. Give me the rain at the senior bowl. Uh, let them practice outside because I need to see these guys work in the elements. Uh, because football is a cold game. A lot of these guys in the south, they've never played a game where it's 30 degrees out there, obviously not 30 there, but let's see some elements. I want to see how that footing works. Uh, but uh, Scott, a good video and it's tougher in the rain. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> I all I care about is that. Um, everything else doesn't matter. We just need to get the shot. I need to see these guys' pores. Right, um, thank you there. very much.
2: Good to hear from you. And you mentioned this real quick about McVeigh. Uh, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to go after McVay either. The the desire. We talk about mentality of these players. Well, there's your concern with McVay. What's his mentality on this? I'm mm-hmm. not going to make a move for a guy that could hang it up at any given moment. Yep. Of course, some people might say that's Sean Payton too. I disagree a little bit. He was 15 years with the Saints. Yeah. Um, maybe thought he needed a new challenge and uh, stepped away for a year. Missed it. Come back refreshed. I think you can get a better Sean Payton.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's okay. a question
2: from Mark, too, that came in. Uh, again, thank you for the super chat. What do you
1: think of Steve Wilkes? Wilkes is interesting because you you mentioned earlier the Broncos could have talked to some of these guys and we wouldn't even know. I don't know if that's true for guys who are still currently employed because you have to ask permission, and I think there's a public announcement when that happens. Wilkes is not under contract with anybody. Uh, they all mind. have agents and all the agents talk. There yes. are no secret candidates. You know, yes. it's, It well, might be a day or two, but their agents yeah. talk. Mm-hmm. It's their yeah. job. It is their job. <laughs> um, but Wilkes, I would be interested in Wilkes coming in as a defensive coordinator if you have to bring in a first-time head coach. Uh, players love him. He did a really good job in Carolina. I think he got really screwed uh, in Arizona as well. So we'll see. And uh, we got to start wrapping up, guys. Scott's got to get out of here. Scott, uh, any? F- I'll give you a pl- the uh, platform here. Uh, Senior Bowl, what's going on? What are you doing? Obviously, you're shooting video. What's, uh, what's today look like? And you guys are going to get Scott and I tonight as well. Yeah, we'll
2: be in tonight. The The first day is in, uh, is in shorts and, and shirts. So no pads, just helmets and um, maybe shoulder pads, but there's, there's not very much hitting. So I usually spend the first day watching the quarterbacks and receivers. It's mostly throwing on air. They'll do some one-on-ones. I think the big draw for me, this today, as far as who's going to have the most interest in the quarterbacks when they're not doing any hitting or, you know, too much one-on-ones is going to be Hendon Hooker. So the Tennessee Volunteers quarterback, I'm going to, I'm going to he will probably be the first video I post tonight. He's, so when I he's come back, throwing, tonight, right. He's coming is he not throwing. ACL.
1: If he's not, I know he's here and he's on the roster. He, he tore his ACL. He's rehab right now. He's visiting everybody okay. and doing okay. the interviews, well, but he's not on the okay. field. And I'm going to
2: go after probably uh, the next one on my list. Will probably probably Duggan, Dugan, yep. Duggan, Duggan, the, the TCU guy, but quarterbacks are where you get the most action on day one. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll be focusing there a little bit. And then uh, I'm real interested in, uh, I can't pronounce his name either, but the Princeton wide receiver that is the Olympic decathlete caliber decathlete. Yeah. Who um, my friend's son is a quarterback up there. And the reports I've gotten from him when I asked him, and he's pretty honest with me about these things. He's not just, a, oh yeah, they're all great. He's pretty harsh on some of these guys. He says, yeah, he's the real deal. So um, 6'3", 200 pounds, literally Olympic level um, decathlete um, athlete fly. Um looking forward to seeing him. Andre is a Liz off or I'll figure it out when I have to. Yeah. Um, Isaac I'll, I'll, I'll be watching him too. Pretty, pretty closely.
1: Yeah. From Hawaii out there in Honolulu, I believe. So a fun player at Princeton will be fun. And, uh, guys, we got to wrap it on up here. Scott's got to get going and you're going to get us again tonight. So make sure you tune back in, uh, Michael Ronquillo saying great show today. Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos. Go Michael. Uh, thank you for the big stars earlier. Uh, We appreciate the heck out of you. We appreciate all you guys coming in. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you're joining us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Got a lot of people still in here on Facebook. Click the thumbs up on the way out as uh, if you feel like we've earned it, we'd appreciate the heck out of that. Also, as the ticker says there underneath, please subscribe, like, and share to Mile High Huddle. Share it to your social media platforms. We, uh, God, nobody has as much coverage as we do uh, covering the Broncos. I, I think, other than your, you know, your three-hour radio shows that you have people only doing that during drive time or whatever. As far as the streaming and everything like that, we're here in the mornings. We're here in the evenings. Different shows, different flavors, different takes, different personalities, and always the we same have eleven day. shows. It's crazy. We have 11, eleven shows day. during the week. It's a lot, um, but uh, again, a lot of great content producers out there, but we like to think that we do it different and better than anybody. And also including you guys in the chat as well. Probably the most interactive uh, out there. We're not here talking at you. We're here talking with you. Uh, you guys drive the show. So appreciate you, Scott. Stay dry today. Any final words, thoughts? Before yeah, we get I want to of say here?
2: thanks to our, our Facebook superstars, Michael Ranquillo. One of those for sure. Uh, apologies. I don't remember everybody that came in. I'm looking at the the superstars on uh, you. YouTube as well several folks coming in uh, Addison Gary Palmer Clinton Watson Andre Deanna uh Thomas that feels like a little bit of a newer name so Thomas welcome and thank you very much Rock Chalk uh Noah 72 Naj Ethan and Mark Schrader thank you so much like we said earlier uh your support helps us try and do this a little bit better every time we go out there try and try and get a little bit better try and add a little bit more bells and whistles and uh, try and improve. And your support is a big reason why we can do that.
1: Yeah, 100%. Clayton may be coming in here with some stars. Uh, Appreciate you, Clayton. Hopefully you're doing well. Thank you very much. Last minute. You guys are killing it. Uh, We'll see you guys again later tonight, so don't fret. We'll be back at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, Until then, you guys have a great one. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. Talk to you later. Go Broncos.
3: Head on over
0: to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Morning, Broncos country.